He is the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru, as heard many times on the Ira Kaufman podcast. The great Sean Sullivan is here now with his new podcast, Best in Class, presented by Bill Curry Ford. You love diving into all things NFL draft, but what about after the draft? That's what this weekly podcast is about, keeping up with rookies and second-year guys around the NFL, how they're playing, how they're being used, and more. It's Best in Class. Here he is, Sean Sullivan. Hi, welcome to the second podcast of Best in Class with Sean Sullivan from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa as I'm sipping a espresso from Big Storm. If I have too much caffeine, please write me in the email and complain, but I am fired up. Obviously, the Bucks, Pats love the game. It's one of those uh, throwback games that make you love football. So basically, I read all this stuff about how Tom Brady had a bad game, and I'm watching the game again, and I'm looking at it, and I'm counting. I counted three drop touchdown passes, people. Three. I'm not talking about Antonio Brown in the end zone, in the corner of the end zone, twice. I'm talking about Mike Evans on a slant, wide open, drops the ball, touchdown. And then uh, Cameron Brait on a wide receiver screen, completely wide open, hit him in stride, drops the ball. I'm looking at those plays. We don't catch all of them. Let's just even go 50%, two for four. That game is a blowout, and thank you, Nick Folk, for, for digging that field goal. Appreciate it. Let's talk about Joe Tryon in this game. Guys, we don't win this game without Joe Tryon, okay? So let's just talk about the fact that he had two sacks. Yes, that's impressive, but he also had five total pressures on the quarterback. He was disruptive. I read several things about how Vita Vea, you know, caused these sacks to happen, and I'm like, of course he does. That's a silly thing to say. Uh, pass rushers don't do it all by themselves. You know, Pierre Paul doesn't go out there and make sacks. Shaq Barrett doesn't even play well without Pierre Paul. So I'm telling you that, yes, they work as a team, but no one can sit there and say that this guy's first step is not incredible, that he is a disruptor. On the second play of the game, New England had already adjusted to that side and started double-teaming him and chipping him with a running back. So, listen, all I'm going to say is for a first-round pick, 31st overall, I'm going to go – or 32nd overall, sorry. I'm going to sit there and say that we got the steal of the draft – this guy's going to be fantastic for a long time. Go Bucks! I love it. Let's talk about Mac Jones for a second. Mac Jones, out of all the quarterbacks drafted in the first round, seems to have a complete, and I, and I mean complete, control over his offense on this New England side. Uh, I watched him smile a couple of times on camera. The guy's got nerves of steel. It must be from playing at the big games, and every game at Alabama apparently is big. So the guy's got ice in his veins. He was very accurate with his throws. At one point, he completed 18 straight completions, which tied actually Tom Brady for the most completions in a row for a New England quarterback. I'm so impressed with this kid. I, I think that you're going to see a, a lot from him, and I think New Orleans has a bright future with him. But, you know, they're 1-3. and three. They're going to have a tough climb this year, but I think their future looks bright. Very impressed with uh, Christian Barrymore, which was a – a gentleman that was linked to the Bucks in the first round out of Alabama. He actually fell to the second round, and, and New England snatched him up, and, and man, can he play. He uh, broke down that nose in the, in the middle, and he really did a terrific job of disrupting. Ryan Jensen graded out um, his worst game of the season at center, and I really think that Barrymore had a lot to do with it, lining head on head. It just, it just looked like Barrymore was uh, really dominating the line of scrimmage. So it looks like New England got some – some really great uh, play from uh, Mac Jones and Christian Barrymore. 
It, you know, but Mac Jones just needs people to throw to. Unfortunately, you know, he doesn't have anybody with the Myers uh, kid. And I, I mean, I'm not sold on these receivers. If I don't know where you played college and I'm a nerd when it comes to this stuff, then you're probably not any. He is the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru, as heard many times on the Ira Kaufman podcast. The great Sean Sullivan is here now with his new podcast, Best in Class, presented by Bill Curry Ford. You love diving into all things NFL draft, but what about after the draft? That's what this weekly podcast is about, keeping up with rookies and second-year guys around the NFL, how they're playing, how they're being used, and more. It's Best in Class. Here he is, Sean Sullivan. If I don't know you from college. So my thought is, is that they try to make something out of a guy that's athletic, which is fine, but, but you're never going to have stars like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and those guys um, unless you draft them. Very hard to develop in this league from a small school. It just is. I mean, we, we drafted um, Jay and uh, Darden uh, out of North Texas, and I tell you what the problem with these small receivers, if you had noticed when he was returning kicks and punts, he slides down. He avoids contact. So, you know, speed doesn't really help you if you're not going to use it up the middle because that's really where a return game is important. And I remember it with Dexter Jackson from Appalachian State, another it's a John Gruden guy who would slide down right before contact. And I think it just has to do with the conferences they play in. They, it takes them a while to adjust, and some of them don't. And I hope that Jalen does. As you know, uh, he's a, a backup wide receiver and uh, our kick returner, and, and I think he's already lost that job. So great game, great Bucks game, thrilled with the win. I uh, was very, very impressed with uh, how our team came out of that game. Go Bucks! So on to the next game, uh, Steelers and Packers. The Steelers uh, lost this game 27-17. to 17. It really wasn't a close game. There's really nobody on the Packers that we could talk about as, again, their first-round draft pick got hurt. Uh, Najee Harris for the Steelers had 15 carries and a TD. It looked like they really tried to establish the run early. They just got behind and they weren't able to catch up. And then plus, Big Ben had a lot of drops in this game. It reminded me of, of, of some of the Brady games last year where we just had a lot of drops and there wasn't really much that, uh, that Big Ben could do. But he missed some throws too. It's not, it's not all his receivers' fault, but he had some big, big drops in that game. But again, Packers 27, uh, Steelers 17. Next game, uh, Ravens and Broncos. Uh, this game only has a couple of rookies that are really matter to me. You know, the Ravens won this game 23-7. to It really wasn't close. They had the call at the end of the game where the Ravens, you know, kept their record of 100 yards rushing and made everybody mad, made the Broncos mad. But, again, one of the best quotes you'll ever hear is there's no 16-point touchdown uh, at the end of that game. If you don't know that story, please look it up and read it. It's fantastic, wonderful uh, antidote for the NFL. Javante Williams, the running back out of North Carolina that we talked about last week, Seven yards a carry he averaged in this game. I mean, uh, at, at one point he was pulling and dragging Raven defenders, and then they just got behind and they weren't able to run the ball. But this guy is a star, Javante Williams. Remember his name because he's going to be a household name in no time. Uh, but at seven yards, especially at seven yards a carry. All right, uh, next game. Uh, this was probably, for, for a draft nerd like myself, this is a big game, the Jaguars and Bengals. You know, on the surface it sounds terrible. But let me explain to you why. Trevor Lawrence was this year's number one pick. You know, Joe Burrow was last year's number one pick. So it's like dueling number one overall picks. So it's very exciting for me. I'm glad Urban Meyer, uh, obviously, he was in a bar with uh, enjoying himself. So he really wasn't uh, working hard on a game plan. But I, w I will tell you that I'm thankful that some of the Jaguar uh, offensive coaches actually listened to me because uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, looked much more comfortable 
um, with some designed runs and the way that they uh, got the running game going with James Robinson. You know, he had finally had 18 carries. He had two TDs. But, you know, Trevor Lawrence still does not fit this offense, but he looked better. But he's the number one overall pick. I mean, he sh shouldn't he be a star already? Uh, I mean, the way the way some of these guys play when they get into the NFL, uh, you know, going back to like Justin Herbert, he was good from day one. You know, um, I mean, I just don't understand um, why they can't design an offense for this poor kid and, and put him in it. But I will tell you, this this past game with the Bengals was a step in the right direction. The Jaguars ended up losing this game in the end by three points, 24 to 21, which was a really exciting game till basically the fourth quarter. Uh, Jamar Chase is your offensive rookie of the year. The guy had six catches for 77 yards. He's just a dynamic wide receiver. He has swag. When you look at when you watch him run, it's, it's, he has all the confidence in the world. I, I just feel like the Bengals are going to go far with, with Burrow and, and Jamar Chase combination. But uh, Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, his best game as a pro. Jamar Chase, uh, lunchbox, you know, I'm just going to catch 100 yards a game and, and change the game. So that's basically what he's doing. So congratulations uh, to Jamar Chase. Uh, Washington and the Falcons. I did get some feedback at uh, best in class at BillCurry.com. Uh, we have some uh, Washington fans that one would like me to, to talk about Washington for a minute, which is fine. I would have no problem doing that. Uh, they won this game 34-30 to over the Falcons. I'm very thankful they won the game. Puts the Falcons at 1-3. and three. Uh, Washington goes to 2-2. Two and two. But as far as Washington, they, they really have a lot of guys you want to root for. You know, Scary Terry, who was the uh, wide receiver out of Ohio State, Terry McLaurin, a lot of guys didn't give him the respect that he, that he deserved coming out of school. He actually fell in the draft. Washington, I think, stole him. And if he's not, if Scary Terry's not one of the best receivers in the NFL, I have, I have no idea what you're watching. This guy fights for the ball. He gets open. He runs great routes. He has terrific hands. The quarterback is looking at him constantly in every play. I, I'm so impressed with this gentleman. Congratulations, Washington. This guy's a star. He's going to be a star for a long time. Uh, make sure you lock him up. Taylor Heineke, uh, the QB that gave the Bucks the biggest run last year in the playoffs. If you think Taylor Heineke played better than Mahomes, Rodgers, uh, Breeze in, the, in last year's playoffs, if you think about it, Heineke gave us the biggest problem out of all those quarterbacks. And I think he's finally coming into his own. He's getting more reps. But if you watch this game, you would have loved to watch this kid play. He actually was getting hit and threw the ball up. And Scary Terry went up and grabbed the ball. It was a tremendous play. And the only thing Taylor Heineke did was he looked at the sideline and gave him the look like, yeah, you know it. So that kind of confidence is amazing. It's, it spreads through your team. So congratulations on Washington on a big win. To the Falcons, Kyle Pitts. Again, fourth overall pick. They, they gave him nine targets in this game, which is the most targets he's gotten. Um, and he caught four balls for less than 50 yards. So, again, they're not using him in the red zone. I don't know why you drafted this guy fourth overall to, to have him catch four balls for 46 yards. He, he had nine targets. How do you miss this guy? He's the fastest, biggest guy on the field at his position. So it's, it can't be that hard. And I, for, I, I watched some of this game, and I'm, I'm watching, and this guy is open. Throw him the ball, for goodness sakes. I mean, I, I don't get it. Matt Ryan won't be this guy's quarterback next year. You know that uh, Atlanta's going to pack this in, and you know they're going to regret not going for one of those veteran quarterbacks. Well, I shouldn't say veteran quarterbacks, but one of the top-rated quarterbacks in last year's draft when they drafted four overall. They had a choice of getting some of these guys, and they passed to add a tight end. 
which I guess they thought was going to be the secret to their success, um, you know, but, they're, but they're failing miserably. Uh, again, Falcons lose to the Redskins uh, 34-30. Texas and the, uh, Texans and the Bills, Bills won 40 to nothing. Uh, really nothing to talk about uh, except for Davis Mills, the third-round pick out of Stanford. He had 11 uh, college starts coming in here. He actually threw 21 throws in this game. Four of them went to the other team. So he played awful. Uh, the only thing more awful than his play in this game was the fact that my wife is a flat earther. Uh, that's a whole nother conversation. But uh, feel bad for Texans. Bills are 3-1, 140 to nothing. Lions-Bears, this actually game was... Um, wasn't very good. So the Bears won 24-14. I think this was the worst game the Lions played of the year because I really thought that they had a chance to pull a win here. Justin Fields, uh, the Bears' uh, um, starting quarterback, threw 17 passes, didn't throw for a TD. But he only rushed for nine yards. It was a very controlled offense. He didn't take the sacks that he took against the uh, Cleveland Browns last week. They really stayed strong to the running game. You know, there were three rushing touchdowns in that game for Chicago. So congratulations on a very good offensive game plan for Chicago. I just think at some point you're, Justin Fields is going to have to throw the ball and you're going to have to get him involved in an offense. And then the Lions want to talk about one of their receivers. This Amon Ross St. Brown had his best game as a pro. You guys probably don't know his name, but uh, he was at USC. He was um, a highly rated prospect. He had six catches for 70 yards. So good for him. I, I think that Goff is going to uh, find him. is going to be his favorite target, and I think you're going to see him, his numbers going up and up every week. I have more on this Panay Sewell uh, background. I talked about it last week. I talked about uh, the fact that he was struggling, and now I, I read some more about it. And basically, in camp, they had him working, and he was obviously their top pick at offensive tackle. He was the, the toast of the town as far as the can't-miss tackles, if, for those of you who don't know who Panay Sewell is out of Oregon. Basically, uh, they had him playing right tackle all of camp and all of preseason, and then their left tackle got hurt uh, um, right before the first game, and they flipped him back to the left tackle. So the poor kid was a left tackle in college, trained to be a right tackle all camp, all, all preseason, and then they flip him back to the left. So, again, this is one of those um, things where I think he'll find his footing. I think he had his best game as a pro against the Bears. But uh, I hope that he um, finds his way at, uh, at left tackle because I think they're going to leave him there. Uh, Panthers and Cowboys are the next game. Cowboys won this game 36-28. Thank you, Cowboys. I got an email asking me to speak more about the Cowboys. Not a big fan of the Cowboys, but uh, I'm super, I was a fan of this game, that's for sure. I needed the Panthers to lose this game, obviously, for the Bucks to move up in the division. Uh, the Cowboys look fantastic in this game. Trayvon Diggs, the defensive back out of Alabama for the Cowboys, might be the best defensive back in the NFL. He had two interceptions in this game. Mika Parsons, the defensive end out of Penn State, which was the Dallas Cowboys' number one pick this year. I talked about him last week about how he could be defensive rookie of the year. After this game, he might be defensive player of the year. You know, drop him two more tackles for a loss, another sack, and just constant pressure on Sam Donald in this game as I – this Mika Parsons is a star, guys, um, and he, he's going to be a star for a long time as long as he can keep his, uh, his head on straight. Again, Cowboys win 38, sorry, 36-28 to 28 against the uh, stinking Panthers. Next game's Colts and Dolphins. There's really nothing to say about this game. The Colts won 27-17. Dolphins fans and Dolphins coaching staff and Brian Flores, you missed Justin Herbert. That's all I got to say. Uh, you screwed up. You missed him. Browns and Vikings. Browns won this game 14-7. This was the most boring game 
that I had to watch. The one thing I can say is uh, Jeremiah Wusu, the safety that I was talking about that last week that should have been drafted higher. I, don't, I had him going 11 in the draft. I don't know why he fell to the bottom of the first round. Uh, again, he had seven solo tackles, was very disruptive, really affected the Vikings passing game. And as you know, the Vikings offense has been uh, on a roll. Well, in this game, the Browns defense is for real, guys. They, they beat uh, Chicago last week, and they really slowed down the Vikings. That Browns defense is something to watch. Again, Browns are 3-1, and one, Vikings 1-3. One and three. Browns four, win 14-7. Giants and the Saints. So the Giants won this game 27 uh, to uh, 21. Uh, thank you, Giants. I hate the Saints. I hope they never win another game. I'm not going to talk about their draft picks. They all suck. Um, as far as the Giants, they must have listened. Thank you for listening to the podcast, Giants coaching staff. You gave uh, Kadarius Tony nine targets. That's more than he had combined in the first three games. He rewarded you with six catches for 78 yards. He moved the sticks on third down. He showed some juice. So I think that... Uh, the Giants need to stay on topic here and uh, keep feeding the ball to Kadarius Toney. I think he's going to be a big star for them. Uh, moving on, Titans-Jets. The Jets pulled this game out 27-24. to This was one of my favorite games of, the, of Sunday. I, I thought it was fantastic. Zach Wilson really came into his own. Um, he was fantastic in this game uh, in the second half. The first half, he looked like he lacked confidence. In the second half, he like ate his Wheaties because he played – extremely well in the second half. Um, he was hitting some throws. He was guiding the offense. Um, he was spreading the ball around. Um, and I think that for Jets fans, this is very simple. You have a quarterback that can throw the ball to downfield. So draft him some people that can get downfield, please. Right? Do this kid a favor. And that offensive line's garbage. Please get this kid some help on the offensive line. Uh, Michael Carter, uh, running back out of North Carolina, we talked about him and his pairing with Javante Williams, who's the running back for Denver, who's a star. Michael Carter is actually getting better and better every week. Um, he got starting carries in this game, played extremely well. Uh, I feel like he can catch the ball extremely well. So I think he's going to be a little above just a guy. I don't think he's going to be a star, but I think he's a serviceable player. Um, Jets again, 27-24 over Titans. Um, Chiefs and Eagles. Uh, Chiefs won this game going away 42-30. to It actually wasn't even as close as the score. The Chiefs really pulled away in the second half. They scored, uh, you know, 20. Well, actually, in the second quarter, they scored 14, but they scored 21 points in the second half. Devontae Smith had his first 100-yard game. He was a Heisman Trophy winner. Um, it looks like he's finally getting a rapport with Jalen Hurts. We talked about that last week. Um, Jalen Hurts had another big statistical game. But if you watch the game, he doesn't – I, I, I don't know what, what it is about him, but he doesn't move the ball consistently, and he makes mistakes at the wrong times, and he doesn't move the ball when they really need it. But at the end of the game, you're looking at his, he threw for over 360 yards, he rushed for, for 65 yards, it looks like he's a player. I don't know, there's just something missing with Jalen Hurts, and uh, you know maybe it's just playing time. You know Maybe he just needs to get another year under his belt, but it looks like his connection with Devontae Smith is going to be there. As far as the Chiefs, there's nobody in the Chiefs to talk about. Clyde Zelaire had another 100-yard game. His solid play continues after, after struggling the first two weeks. The Chiefs with the running game is, um, is going to be pretty tough to stop. But again, the Chiefs defense gave up 30 to the Eagles team. So th that defense leaves a lot to be desired. Next game is the Cardinals and the Rams. Uh, Cardinals, uh, 37 points. The Rams, uh, 20 points. Uh, this was a great game. I really wanted the Cardinals to win this game. I really wanted to punish the Rams for beating a shorthanded Bucks team last week. 
Murray is the QB for the Cardinals, and they made that trade where they traded a number one pick one year into it, who is probably no longer in the league. I, I actually can't find him on a practice squad right now. And they um, drafted him, started fresh with a college coach who was actually fired in college. He actually didn't have a job when he was hired as the head coach of the Cardinals, which I still find to be the whole thing to be very strange. But he's got this team 4-0. He's got this team playing well. He, they're running his offense. Rondell Moore, the wide receiver at LSU or Louisville, we talked about him last week that I think he's got a really great rapport, um, not to the level of Jamar Chase, but it's, it's, really, it's really a solid rapport with Murray and Rondell Moore. Uh, I think you're going to see that for a long time. Uh, the Rams just looked hungover. They looked like they gave everything they had to the Bucks, and then they looked, they looked soft in this game. They had lots of drops. Uh, Cooper Cup didn't, didn't dominate the game. Defensively, they were absolutely awful. So good for the Rams. Hope you uh, suck the rest of the year. Cardinals, with your MVP candidate, they look like they're going to be a strong uh, representation of the, of the NFC, and I hope the Bucks uh, don't have to go through them. I hope that we can, uh, they can get beaten and we can go through uh, Green Bay or Green Bay can come to us again because I like to watch Aaron Rodgers lose. Seahawks and the 49ers, uh, I'm not talking about the Seahawks, but they ended up winning this game 28-21. to The only reason I'm bringing this game up is because Trey Lance got in the game. Garoppolo had a quad slash hamstring slash ankle. Who knows? Uh, he's out of the game. Um, so Trey Lance comes in the game uh, unexpectedly, and then as you can see, when he gets in the game, he's overthrowing everybody. He's throwing behind everybody. Very powerful arm. Um, looked like the game was a little big for him when he first got in. He settled down. He threw a, he threw a shorter pass to the sideline, an unguarded wide receiver who ran, you know, 70 yards. So it's going to look great in your stats, but if you're watching the game, it wasn't like a terrific throw. It was a strong throw, but, it, but the wide receiver was running completely uh, alone. I'm kind of – I don't know what to really think of him. He's a big, strong guy. He's supposed to be a good scrambler, but I saw him slide early several times, including for a first down. So I don't know if that's just jitters from a rookie quarterback or not, but keep an eye on his, his toughness because that matters in a, in a quarterback that's going to run the ball. Now, Monday night game, Raiders and Chargers. So this was a great game. Gruden comes in undefeated. Uh, the Chargers with Justin Herbert, who I think is a, you know, who's a, a rising star, Miami Dolphins. I should have drafted him. So he's a rising star. I, I think that you saw he had three touchdowns in the first half against the Raiders. Uh, but more importantly, I want to talk about the Raiders and Alex Leatherwood, this poor kid. I talked about him last week. I said, I don't know what the Raiders are doing. I, I, the only thing I can say is Raiders coaches, please be sober when you break down tape and put in plays for next week. Please. There's no way a sober person, no way, would put Alex Leatherwood one-on-one against Joey Boza. Okay, Did you, if, if you watch this Monday night game, it's like Alex Leatherwood got up, you know, in the morning of Monday and like he and his girlfriend said, have a great day, honey, and packed him this really great lunch with all of his favorite little things, you know, like the apple slices like he likes and all of the healthy food. He had this really great lunch and then he gets to the stadium and he's going to eat his lunch and then Joey Boza takes it and eats his lunch. And I'm not talking about like tea in the afternoon. I'm talking about like if you were fasting for four days. That's what Joey Boza did to Alex Leatherwood. He ate his lunch. That poor kid had no chance. If that kid has any confidence left, I'd be surprised. And they gave him no help. And, and you know, the only thing that Joey Boza did was, was strip sack uh, um, Carr, the QB, on several occasions, pressure him, hit him, 
And then the next thing you know is the reason why Carr is not doing well, according to uh, the Chargers, was that he, he got hit early and then didn't want any part of it. He was trying to get the ball out faster, which uh, makes sense. I, I thought he played pretty well in the fourth quarter, but uh, that Joey Boza-Alex Leatherwood pairing, uh, I, I don't know. I would drug test the offensive coaches for the, the Raiders in this game. This, it's not that Alex can't play, but, you're, but I told you he was a backup, right tackle, guard combo, right? He needs to be eased into a starting job, and they basically just gave him the right tackle job, uh, and then uh, he's just getting demolished. I feel bad for him. Alex, if you're listening to my podcast, which I hope you are, um, please listen to me. Do yourself a favor and go to your offensive coaches and say, when the number one pass rusher in the NFL or the second best pass rusher in the NFL is on my side, maybe you can chip him with a tight end or a running back. I don't know. I'm just saying I might need a little help. Just do yourself a favor. Uh, Chargers, Justin Herbert, I'm not going to talk to you. I mean, you guys are going to write me emails about my love affair with, uh, with my bromance with Justin Herbert. I'm just saying the guy's really good. Asante Samuel, for your Florida State homers, he played uh, in this game. He got beat on a, on a Henry Ruggs um, fly pattern, basically but played solid the rest of the game. I really think he's going to be a solid starter for a very long time, and I'm, I'm um, very happy for, for him and, and his role in the San Diego Chargers, which now looks like a playoff team. So, okay, we're coming to an end. I hope you're enjoying your drive home. Uh, this is Sean Sullivan coming from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. Again, enjoying my big storm cappuccino. I'm sorry if I talk fast. I'm full of caffeine. I'm excited about football. This is my thing. I just wanted to let you know, please hit me up at bestinclass at billcurry.com with any questions, or if you want to buy a car, that's not a problem. That's, that's something I also do. The other thing is, uh, please leave me reviews. I'm on uh, podcast, Apple Play, Spotify, Google. Um, Grace, what are all the other? I'm on all kinds of stuff, right? You are. You That's are. fantastic, right? So let's uh, let's have some fun, uh, and then I'll see you guys next week.